Hey everybody, this is Dave Broadbeck coming to you from my podcast studio, which is actually my daughter's old bedroom. Anyway, uh, coming up, Psychology 3256, Advanced Univariate uh, Statistics. used to be called Design and Analysis, but that was a stupid name, so we changed it. Uh, I hope you like it. This is for fall of 2019, by the way. And uh, you like it or not, look, you have to know stats. So, join. All right, so today I want to talk about something I've called mixed analysis of variance. It's got other names. Um, sometimes hear people call it a between-within-design between split plot, it's called sometimes. But we're basically going to be combining between subjects and within subjects effects. So we've talked so far about simple between subjects of designs and simple within subjects designs. So within subject just means repeated measures. Between subjects obviously is the when you have different subjects in different groups, or also also sometimes called an independent groups design. We've done factorial between within. So well, like this: a one b uh, a one a two b one b two. What about combining? In fact, let's do that. I'm excited. That's why there's an exclamation point. Talk this course 23 times. Nothing excites me anymore. Except seeing your bright young faces. <laughs> and I can't even see, so it's really sad. Um, okay, so you might ask, why am I going to do this? Is this just, just an academic exercise? Well, partially, I guess. But there's actually a lot of times we want more than one one or more between subject variables and within subject variable. Um, example that comes to mind immediately for me is learning for the within subject, so time, performance at different times, and species. I'm a comparative psychologist. So I'm, I'm interested in how different species perform different tasks, and if that's the case, I can't, we can't do repeated measures on species. At first, it was a chicken, and then we turned it into a junko. That's not a thing. Uh, and also, I, I can't do learning between subjects. That would be ridiculous, right? I've got to look at the same subject over and over again. So, let's say you're doing species and learning, or let's say you're doing sex differences and any kind of repeated measures thing, right? So, yeah, learning would be a classic one here, or so some memory experiment and sex differences. There are other things that I probably could think of, but I don't feel like. So I just said etc. Or etc. Okay. So that's sort of the rationale. There's actually a lot of times we're going to want to do this. Look at a repeated measure task, yet have different groups of subjects. You go to the psychology honors thesis conference psychology slash biology honors thesis conference, you will see that a, there's a lot of experiments that have repeated measures and independent groups. Okay, here's an example. So we've got implicit and explicit memory tasks. Right, so implicit is filling in the blanks on word fragments. Explicit is recall of some words up here. Uh, and then we have different attention intervals, five minutes, one hour, 24 hours. And we have one group that does the implicit and one group does the explicit. Why would you do this? There may be some concern about the uh, explicit test contaminating results on an implicit test that you do afterwards. It's possible. 
Okay. Does that, that follow? You see why you might do that? I mean, it's actually not that big a concern, but people had that concern early on when they were doing this kind of work. So if you want to talk about different types of memory test as one variable, and then retention interval as another variable, one is between subjects, and one is within subjects. Okay? So you get a two by three between within. Sorry, can you explain that one more time? Well, why? I don't know why. Why what? We, we, we explain. Why? What? Why is between and within? Well, it's between subjects because some subjects, group one, are getting the implicit test, and group two are getting the explicit test. It's with the within subject part is everybody's tested at one five minutes, one hour, and twenty four hours. Oh, I see. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good. So we still wanted the K function. We still want to see the same people over and over again, right? Other memory decays, right? But we have two different tests. One group gets the implicit test, and one group gets the explicit test. Excuse me. Okay. So what are the sources of variation? I've said here, by the way, group one is subjects one to 10, group two is subjects 11 to 20. Okay. I just arbitrarily did that. I'm saying there's 10 subjects per group. It could have been 38, it could have been four. It doesn't matter, I picked 10, because 10 is a nice round number. So, well, test type, independent, or sorry, implicit and explicit, that's obviously one of the sources of variation, okay? Retention interval is a source of variation. Now, what about the subjects? Because you know how with repeated measures, we just assign subjects, we call subjects a variable. Well, subjects are still a variable, but you cannot now talk about subjects on their own. Okay? You have to talk about subjects in what group they're in. Right? Because think about subjects just like any other variable. I know it's kind of a weird thing to think of, I'm just thinking of this variable. It's subjects within test type. That's a notation of those, those parentheses. And you read that as subjects nested within test type. So subjects are nested within test type. Subjects are nested within testing. Good stuff. So is that always the case with repeated measures? With no, not with repeated measures. It's the case with independent with, with between subjects. So it's in fact the opposite. It's always the case with We didn't do that before because we didn't have to. I'm building this to become a more general case for everything as we go along. So when we talk about different subjects and so the designs on the board there, this is the two by two. Yeah. In that case, actually, subjects are nested within AB interactions. Oh. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that's how we read that. That's how you say it. Subjects nested within test type. The reason these designs are sometimes called split plot designs is because when Fisher was originally developing all these different kinds of things for analysis of variance, he was doing stuff using different plots of land. And he would have plants look at growth rates in different plots, and you have the plot split having different soil conditions, we call it a split plot, that's what it's called. 
So we got to build the analysis variance summary table here. So this is an extra step now in that whole Yates order thing I was telling you about. The first thing you want to do is list your between subjects variable. So you go between, then subjects, then within. So the between subject variable, I called it test. So it's memory test type. Then I've got subjects within test. Between, subjects, within. Then retention interval. That's a really annoying noise. That's like one of those noises on Star Trek, and everybody does this, like original series. <laughs> right? They don't cover their ears like they, their temples. I don't understand. <laughs> I think maybe it's because they didn't want Spock covering his ears because his ears would fall off. <laughs> it's, it's the gas, right? And then somehow Spock's okay with it because he can be Spock. And somehow Kirk just logicals, like he just like, doesn't bother him all of a sudden. And then he tells the computer, but what if I told you I'm a liar? Am I lying? And then the computer explodes. And then they recreate Paradise. I love Star Trek, by the way. But I can certainly watch it and go, well, that was stupid. <laughs> it's, it's easy to do. So between subjects within. And now what we want to do is go do the, the, the uh, interactions. Retention interval by subject. Retention interval by subjects within test. We wouldn't do retention interval by retention interval. That'd be crazy, so we're done. Then we work out the degrees of freedom for each of these. So there's two kinds of tests. <coughs> Minus one, we have one. We have 18 degrees of freedom for subjects within test. How the hell did I get that? Well, there's, <coughs> excuse me, little n minus one subjects per group. So 10 minus one is nine times two kinds of tests. Okay. Retention interval, well, there's three, because there's or two, because there's ri minus one. There's three, three retention intervals, minus one, two. We get two here, which is retention interval minus one times test minus one. That's easy. You know how to do that already. And then finally for this, it's ri minus one times n minus one times the number of tests. So it's nine times two times three. Instead of just asking me for permission to do something at school. Different time. Back in the old days, that's it. No problem. Can't do it. Now it's like, he texts me, then Pico texts me in a section and say, I got to text him. It's fine. It's crazy. Science. Technology. So now what we do is we look below, if we were doing this analysis, We'd get the retention, oh, sorry, we get the mean square for test and we divide by the mean square for subjects within test. For retention interval and retention interval by test, we'd test those with this error term here, retention interval by subjects within test. subjects within. That's one of those things you start saving yourself when you go to sleep at night and then you'll remember forever. So, between subjects within, that's the thing. 
And then you do the interactions of each thing as you go. And that's going to get you all the terms, and you're not going to make any mistakes. By the way, about 30... Three-eighths of the final exam marks will be doing these things. So you know what? Learn how to do it, first thing. But secondly, it's 33-eighths of your points. So that's what? Is that 37.5%? Is um, really easy to get. Because you'll learn how to do these, and they become, it, it becomes mechanical. And you might ask, why would you do this? Like, why would you, computers, do all these things for us? Because people, when they analyze data, they believe everything comes out of a computer, and if they put things in, and they don't really quite know how to read an input for SPSS or R or anything else, they just blindly write down what's there, and they make mistakes. And believe me, I see, when I review articles for journals, the first thing I do is I draw myself to design when I read the results section, or the method section. And then I think, okay, these should be how the F-tests were done. And about one time in 10, someone did it wrong. And I write in my review, this wasn't done properly. Here's how it actually should be done. The mean squares were here, so I did them for you. It should be like this. It does happen. People make mistakes. So computers are great. I love computers. I have so many things. Our home network has 38 devices attached. I love computers. And lights, you can say, Alexa, turn on the lights. And it turns on the lights. That's the greatest thing in the world. I feel like I live in the future. You know, go to bed and go, Alexa, good night. And all the lights turn off in the house. It's so great. Computers are awesome. But also, you don't believe everything the damn computer does. Because there's so much information in those outputs. And it's there for people who are using statistics for statistics' sake. And it's there for things that are much more advanced than what we are, any of us are really interested in. So there's a lot of information in those outputs. And a lot of times people just don't know how to read them. And they just blindly write things down. Okay? So there's a reason to learn this stuff. It's not just busy work. The first thing you should do when you read an article is draw out the damn design and figure out, I'm serious, by the way, and figure out what, how they should have done their statistical tests because also things go through cracks. <laughs> they, they, things get through that are done wrong. And you figure out the error terms, pretty straightforward. Now this assumes everything is fixed and subjects are random. And that's a good, good guess. That's a good guess. Okay, let's do another example. And is even equal five here? Like when that came in, I kind of like it. So we've got ABC. So this is a well. What are the between subjects factors here, if any? Because we're going to go between subjects within. First thing you want to do is just say what the between subject factors are. So is between the A1 and the A2? Yeah, A is a between subject factor, yes. Because, and why is that, Heather? Because they're two separate groups, so you're comparing different people. So you've got different subjects get different levels of A. Are there any other between subject factors? What's it look like? 
You see the other between subject factors. Because every subject gets every level of B. Everybody gets B1, everybody gets B2, and everybody gets B3. Everybody gets C1 and C2. So this is a 1 between 2 within 2 by 2 by 3. Put that over there. Between subjects within. Between is A, within are B and C just like we figured out. So what we're going to do is we make up this analysis variance summary table is we're going to get the between subject factor listed first, and that's going to be A. And then subjects are going to be nested within A. Because think of what that means. They're within different levels of A. That's all that means. And then B and C. <coughs> and there are five subjects per group. So N equals. So, here it is. A, S within A, just like I said. I, whenever I do these things, I do the degrees of freedom later. I, I worry about that later. I can calculate that. That's just doing some arithmetic. The harder part is this. Right? Okay. Well, let's do C next. I don't know. Maybe you would have chosen B. It wouldn't make a difference. They're both within. C, C by A, C by S within A. You can't do C by C, C is stop. B, B by A, B by S within A, B by C, B by C by A, B by C by S within A. Done. Now you do the degrees. Now, this is what I do, if you want to do my, uh, the way you like to do it is you do the degrees of freedom as you go, that's great. I just find that I can get on a kind of a roll of doing it properly by just doing the source variation first, then the DF, but whatever works for you. Oh, A minus one. There's two levels of A. Two minus one is one. N minus one, so that's four, times two is eight. Great. C has one degree of freedom. C minus one, A minus one, and etc. When you add them all up, do they add up to, well, there are 60 observations. There are 59 total degrees of freedom. Does it add up to 59? Yeah, it does. And chances are, if you did this incorrectly, they're not going to add up to 59. So it's a pretty good double check of, you, of, of your work kind of thing. You go along and say, is that up to 15? Yes, it does. I probably did this correctly. What are we going to test with what? We're going to test A with S within A. We're going to go below it, the thing that has it and subjects. C, C by S within A. C by A, C by S within A, etc. C minus one equals one, but weren't there three levels of C? The C of three or C of two? I don't know. C is two. C is two, I think B has three. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the thing is, um, the hardest part people always have, I think, is doing the terms with the nesting. And there's a little sort of mnemonic you can use that I've always used, which is all the things that don't have brackets when you're doing the 
degrees of freedom calculations have brackets. And the thing with, with brackets has no brackets. That's just works for me. It doesn't work for you and so on. But it's just a little sort of mnemonic of time. I figured out years ago when I first did this in 1988. Something like that. Sometime in the 80s. Sometime pre-grunge. Kurt Cobain was like a young teenager the first time. Not quite an older teenager. Yeah. I think the Pixies are already around. Anyway, I think the Pixies are way better than their fun. Fight me. I think it's true. I'm just saying. I never thought talking about different bands would make me feel too old, but it just did that. So, let's do another one. Why not? I got more. That one just appeared strangely as well. Sometimes I like those effects. They're fun. They're, they're stupid. I feel like an idiot. So, one, two, three, four. Oh, this is interesting. Do we have any, well, we must have some between subjects factors because it's not all the same subjects. Look at your face, it's priceless right now. Um, <laughs> a picture, I can take a picture of that and I can use that as, a, as the cover page for the study group. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I feel like that girl. She knows what I'm thinking. No, I get you. Look at this. I'm serious. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. No, that's okay. I'm not really that sorry. But I get it. I get it. I get it. You guys are great. No, but seriously, I get why you have that look on your face because this is a strange looking design. Let's try to break this down into something maybe. Let's, we can make it into an example. But let's first, before we do that, like not we can actually make it somewhat concrete, but let's first. What are the between subjects factors? This is why this does get confusing, because it's like, okay, what's between and what's within? So which variables do different subjects get different levels of? That's what you're asking, Sean. Um, a, a1 and A2, B1, B2? Yeah, so A and B are clearly, and this is where it gets confusing, right? Because you look and go, what? Okay. Right. So different levels of A and different levels of B. This is correct. Can you explain to me why C isn't? Because every subject gets every level of C. Because there's two columns for C1. Everybody's getting every everybody's getting C1. Everybody's getting C2. And everybody's getting C3. Do you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there that's that's repeated. It's within. And now it suddenly makes a little bit of sense. I kind of see I saw some dim light bulbs. But light bulbs, nonetheless. So let's think of something. We would have two, I don't know, how about, yeah, that's good. So let's say A is uh, different kinds of memory tests. A1 is recognition, A2 is recall, okay? And what could B be? How about men and women? Sure. B1 is men, B2 is women. Okay? So this is recognition, recall, men, women. C is 
five minutes, one hour, 24 hours. Right? Now, actually, that doesn't sound like a, I mean, the idea that men would differ on recall would be kind of silly, but it could be any set of group. I just pick sex, why not? But we got men, women, we've got recognition, recall, time one, time two, time three. That's all that is. Now it's like, oh yeah, I can see how someone could do that experiment. It's not exceedingly complicated. We're just testing the same people three times, and they're divided into, they have different levels of A, which is the, I think A was the memory test type, and B was the sex. Right? So it's not like it's a crazy design. It looks crazy when it just A's, B's, and C's. I get that. The thing is, it's actually easier to write A's, B's, and C's than it is to write down different names of variables because it gets really complicated when you're working with degrees of freedom. That's why I did A, B, and C. Okay. So put that one over there. So A and B are between subject factors. Subjects are nested within A, B interactions. Subjects are nested within A, B interactions. Not just A or not just B, but A, B. Does that make sense? Well, how does that not make sense? Could you talk to them about subjects by just talking about levels of A? No. Can you talk about them just by talking about levels of B? Yeah, now it makes sense, see? So then you go, oh, I see, it's the combinations of A and B. Yes, Chris? Is this in the test? <laughs> this one comes up? No, no, no. The test is everything up to before we did repeat. Not, not the repeat stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> With the relief in the room, I actually, <laughs> the temperature actually went down with degrees. <laughs> Suddenly it smells less like, like, like fear sweat. <laughs> it's, that's good. It'll be on the final. Like I said, this stuff's all in the final. But no, uh, that tests. I should actually restructure the way the, the, the order I do the topics, or the amount of time I say I'm going to spend on them, because I didn't spend as much time on certain things I thought. And that's been pretty consistent. So. <laughs> so the last topic on the the test is factorial analysis. Okay? So don't get too worried. Now, the, the, the relief is unreal here. Right? I've never seen a brighter smile on Sarah's face. It's really impressive. I didn't do that all the time. No, that's not on the test. Make you seem like a hero. Okay. So far, so subject and answer did AB interactions. And I just said six per group because why not? So that should tell us, let's see, we have 12 cells, right? So uh, 12 times 6, there should be 72 observations. There are 72 observations. So 71 total degrees of freedom. Keep that in your head. So when you work out the degrees of freedom, does it actually work out that way? Right. Sorry, can you do that? Do what? I'll go back. You yeah. just said to keep that in your head, like degrees. I missed what you said to get the degrees. Whoops. What am I doing? But they weren't. That's the example there, right? No, that's, that's the one before. What am I doing? And then that happened, and then everybody was much rejoicing, and then this happened, and then Chris said, is it on the test? And then I said, no, and then it was way much rejoicing. Okay, so 
there are six observations. I just said there were six. Again, this is just arbitrary. Anything on a test, on the final exam, there's not, this is not on the upcoming test, I'm going to say, again. Um, I would always tell you how many subjects there were per group. Because you can't do it without that information. Oh, so the number of observations is 72. Because there's 12 cells and there's six subjects per group. Okay. So 12 times 6 is 72. I knew that. 72 sense. minus 1 plus 72 minus 1 is 71. So 71 total degrees of freedom. No, it's okay. Don't apologize. I appreciate the question. So it's, it's, if you have them, ask them. If you don't, you do get lost. And I don't want anybody to get lost. Okay. So this one's a little weird. Also, this slide has no title, which is odd on its own. But A, B, A by B. There, we do the betweens first. We don't talk about subjects yet because we have not there. A, B, A, B. Now talk about subjects because we have the more between subjects ones. S within A, B. C, C by A. C by B, C by A by B, C by S within A, B. And as Gordon Ramsay says, whenever he finishes a recipe, done, this one. For S by A by B, <laughs> he said N, like N is 6, so N minus 1, 5, A, B are both 1, why is that 20? A, B are both 2. A, B are both 2? There are two levels of A, two levels of B. All right. Yeah. Like I said, that's, the, that's where you make a mistake. That's why I've always made mistakes when I remember when I learned to do this stuff a long time ago. That's where I would make a mistake. A, B, A by B. C, C, A, C, B, C, A, B. It sounds like big brown, big brown bear. It's funny how you all know what I'm referencing. That's great. And one day you will have children and you will have those, that little thing with Dr. Zeus books. I'm living that right now. Because everybody has that. You have the one that's in French. It's oh, okay, French. sure. No, is no, it the hat baby shark right now. Is it the cat in the hat uh, holder? It's red? Okay, drop And eventually you find out that you hate reading those books to your kids. It's so much. And you start doing things like, I would read. Um, Green Eggs and Ham my daughter, but I would do it in different characters because it was driving me crazy. <laughs> so I'd be like William Shatner talking to Bill Clinton because it was the early 90s, right? So, Mine just figured out that I skipped so, the page. Oh, yeah. And now it I can't see pages anymore. I would not eat the new I would not eat the new book. Talk, talk. You What? Daddy, stop it! <laughs> but I hate this book. It's driving me insane. Now what are we going to do later? Usually it was a politician or an actor. You know, something I could do pretty easily. So Jay Stewart or something like that. A lot of fun. All right. So any other questions on this before we stop recording? We can talk about other stuff. We can even do another one of these if you want. Can we? Yeah. It just it, it doesn't make for compelling watching. <laughs> yep. Love me.
outside of my door Well, I can't love you anymore No Thanks for listening to the lecture. Um, all of the audio is available, of course, on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're using. Just search for da uh, Dr. Dave Brodbeck's uh, Psychology Lectures from Algoma University, which is the most ungainly title ever. Uh, these are released under a sh uh, um, Creative Commons copyright share like 3.0 Canada. Uh, you can't use these for commercial purposes. Um, you feel free to share them uh, and feel free to match them up any way you want. But if you do that, that means I get to do the same thing with your stuff. Sort of like the GNU license. Um, I hope you learned something. But if you didn't, I, unless you're one of my students, I really don't care. Um, the music, by the way, for each uh, song, for each uh, uh, episode, <laughs> lecture, uh, is uh, available. They're all podcast, uh, like Podsafe music. So if you want to uh, find out about the bands, there's links on my website at people.aoc.ca slash broadback. Uh, if those links don't work, just contact me, and I'll find uh, I'll find out. Um, often I put links uh, actually in the uh, if you call them show notes or blog posts. So uh, you know, buy these people's music; they're they're making the stuff available out there. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>